You are getting an episode with Jill Salzman on women taking the lead. I just always turn to people and just ask them, what do you think of me? What do you think of my business? And as they describe their thoughts via email, in person, I used to jot down the adjectives they would use. Often it would be the word crazy, but I would write down (laughs) all of the words to sort of get a better sense of how I'm viewed, how my how I align myself with those words Mm -hmm. to adopt them and go, Oh, if this is how people see me, great. That's who Mm -hmm. I am. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am here with this amazing, wacky woman that you're just going to (laughs) love. Her name is Jill Salzman, and she is currently growing her third entrepreneurial venture, The Founding Moms, where she helps mom entrepreneurs build better businesses. She's a graduate of Brown University and law school, and she started a music management firm and then launched and sold a baby jewelry company before creating her current venture. She's the author of The Best Business Book in the World and the bestseller, Found It, a field guide for mom entrepreneurs. Jill is a co-host of Inc. Magazine's top-rated entertaining business podcast, Breaking Down Your Business. She gave her own TED Talk on the date 11-11-11, pretty cool, and was dubbed a mommy mogul by CNN Money, a cool mom entrepreneur we love by MSN Live, and she was recently named one of the top 50 women to watch in tech, as well as a top 100 champion small business influencer after Forbes is named the founding moms, one of the top 10 websites for entrepreneurs. Just amazing. Amazing, Jill. I can't even, like, I'm reading this and just, and now hold on to your hats because here's like a little fun fact. She's shared the speaking stage with Richard Branson, Cheryl Sandberg, Damon John, Mary Lou Henner, and Desmond Tutu, and she regularly appears on ABC 7's Windy City Live TV show. Now, this is the thing you guys all have to understand. This is all amazing, and it's all true, and she is that good. But what attracted me to Jill was on LinkedIn, her profile picture was just... it had pizzazz. Let me say that. It was bright. Your hair was a little crazy. It was like, and let me make a distinction. There's a difference between an unprofessional sloppy picture and this picture, which was definitely on brand for you. You are a very interesting person and your picture exemplified a very interesting person. Now, all I, I've wow. said all of that, Jill. Amazing. What would you like to share with you know the listeners so that they know just a little bit more about you? I would love to share you with the listeners and have you introduce every single one of us to anybody that we meet <laughs> because that was incredible. I'm exhausted by my own bio. Uh, <laughs> I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to talk to you. I have a lot to say about so many things, but I love your listeners because they are my people. Mm. They are the people that I work with every day, uh, they're the people that I think I was and I think you might have been. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, just, I'm just happy to share today. 
I, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull as much information out of you as possible because here's the thing. One of the first things that jumped out at me when we started chatting, because we had a very fun conversation. I think you were like on the go, like you were caught like on speakerphone in the car and you were going here and there and but it was a fantastic conversation, but you were, you had a lot to do, but you were totally chill and focused. And, um, that's not how I feel in my brain, but thank you for saying that out loud. You know, people say that about me too, that I seem so calm and I'm like, really? Cause I feel like a volcano about to erupt on the inside. So I'm really glad that I'm not presenting that way. But one of the biggest things that stood out for me and I knew my community could really appreciate hearing is you have a third business now. And I think part of it is like experience has taught you (laughs) and you are running this business differently than you ran your other two businesses in that you're focusing on, um, how do I say this? It's going to sound like a double negative, not being a perfectionist, not overachieving, not overworking, you know, working yourself to the bone. Like instead, so put it in the positive. What is the experience you're currently having with your third business? Right. So I currently run the founding moms and I think I'm going to take it a step further than you said, than what you just said, Mm -hmm. where I even put into my branding and the way that everything looks on the web and the way that my content goes out into the world, all of it looks unpolished, unfinished, very transparent, very authentic, because I want people to see what the founding moms is. And I want people to see me and say, Oh, she's, it's kind of like that us weekly clip. Oh, she's just like us. (laughs) Oh, Wait, she's not completely finished and perfect looking and done up in a way that makes me think she's a wildly successful businesswoman. And instead she's a woman working hard at it. Who's very real. And I think, uh, doing that has been somewhat intentional and somewhat, I just didn't brush my hair this morning mm-hmm. so that I can connect more with people who would otherwise be turned off because I am very turned off by the picture, perfect pictures that mm-hmm. we see online. I yes. And I think, um, we chatted quickly about this too, is I think for a lot of us, we get in this place where we just feel like, God, like you have that moment where you hit the wall and you have to stop because you just hit the wall. And your next thought is I am working so hard. Yeah. Why am I not further along? Why am I not getting better results? Why is that person over there so successful and they make it look so easy? Because like you said, everything is polished. Instagram is a beautiful catalog of pictures. Like I'm working so hard. Like why is it coming easier to them than it is to me? We we come up with all these stories. We all know that that's all lies. We all know that's BS and that everybody uses those filters. And we, we know, and yet we still go to those places. So the, the, the linear trajectory of my entrepreneurial career in my first business, I cast a wide net. I tried to look super polished. I flat ironed my very curly hair so hard, so hard. So people would take me more seriously. Uh, and I laugh now, but it's hilarious uh, how serious I was. And I really thought if I was myself, everyone would run away and I would make less money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took evolving into running a second business for me to go, wait a second, I'm getting better responses when I am me. I'm getting better responses with more color, less black mm-hmm. that I wear. 
And so with the Founding Moms, because I run now an organization that helps mom entrepreneurs build better businesses, I want them to know my experiences to help them see that they don't have to be so buttoned up and, you know, eat rubber chicken at boring meetings and do very, very not helpful to making money activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like, though the simple way that I like to put it is the more that I have become myself and let my curly hair go and let the wildest of colors onto my wardrobe or into my wardrobe, the more money I've been making. I mean, just it's, I'm more relatable. People like color and personality. And so I want to share that with everybody to say, get out of your shell. Mm-hmm. Stop business like, because there's no such thing. I mean, there was in the 50s, but that's why we watch Mad Men to live and to learn. Right. I was just thinking about this the other day. There was a time where you just, you had to, you had to be all polished and put together. And and I was just chatting with a friend over the weekend about it. Like the lines of how you're supposed to dress and appear and how your hair is supposed to be coiffed. (laughs) Yeah. I have not used the word coiffed in like years. Um, because you don't have to in So regimented. And it's so on the other side of the spectrum now. In fact, I was listening to um, Deepak Chopra has a new podcast and he was interviewing a gentleman about artificial intelligence. And this guy, he's a young guy, he's a millennial, but he is attributed to having uncovered, you know, the, the scams for artificial intelligence or bots on Facebook and, you know, Russian intelligence and that sort of thing. Like he yeah. like was a big part of discovering yeah. that, right? So he's brilliant. And at one point, this very articulate young, you know, I say young in quotes, he was probably like 30. I'm not really sure, you know, said, um, you know, not many, we don't think of many companies as hiring somebody like me. I've got green hair and a nose piercing. And I was like, (laughs) oh, that's so refreshing to hear. And it was refreshing to hear. I was like, God bless. Like, and I have gone into companies where I've done trainings and somebody's wearing, clothing that has the slashes in it. And I remember like 10 years ago, you, you just would not, no, that would have been the horrifying. marketing firm. Yeah. Like, and even then it was like, depending on the marketing firm, like, yeah, would not normally see that. And now I think we're looking more at who is this person, not how do they dress? Although to some degree, the folks who still judge or the folks who still fear people who are themselves because maybe they're not comfortable themselves or they expect something from the 60s, 50s, wherever you want to go back to. I definitely think that when people are deterred, once they, for example, like you saw my photo on LinkedIn, if they run or if they go, ooh, she doesn't look professional. I don't want to do business with her. It's great. I love it. I welcome it because please go. We're not a match. Mm -hmm. So it kind of also helps me just weed out the market that I'm trying to attract anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a weeding tactic. <laughs> yes. I remember one of my coach mentors, you know, even before I started my business, she was saying, she, you know, she was saying um, about me that I have this nice bridge between, you know, the business world and kind of the metaphysical, the spiritual and that sort of thing. She's like, a lot of business people are craving that and you have a nice foothold in both. And she's like, so talk about spirituality. And I, it took me years to take this advice. She's like, talk about what's important to you. Talk about spirituality and energy and that sort of thing. And the yeah. people, she's like, cause people are craving it. And then the people who don't like it won't waste your time. 
Like they won't bother exactly. to say, can exactly. we talk? They'll immediately. Yeah. She's like, but if you're not upfront and you hide it, it takes people longer to realize you're not a good fit. And right. that makes perfect sense. And I want to go back to what you said earlier, where if I could sum it up, it, it's more about the relationship you're building with somebody as opposed to everything being perfect. And this can be true in corporate as well. We're talking a lot about business, but you know, as somebody who worked in corporate and owned a business, they are parallel. They are parallel universes. And a lot of it is the same. It just appears different and we can get caught up in in the illusion that it's very different. Even in corporate, you are branding yourself you are putting yourself out there. Pieces. You and I are keep on talking about external clothes mm-hmm. hair, uh, because I'm the one who brought that up. But I think it's really all of it's a reflection of who you are on the inside. So if you're walking around your corporate offices or you're walking around your entrepreneurial little home office and you feel yourself, you're going to put yourself out there in a way where people go, oh, I can connect to that or not. Or I'm going to leave because she doesn't look corporate enough. Right. But if you're stuck in a place where it sounds like you were several years ago with spirituality, mm-hmm. and I was several years ago with sense of humor and color in my wardrobe, we we were stuck there not because, it was because of our own fears. It was stuff we told ourselves. And so it's really hard to get out of that and get past it and hop over that and go, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Right. And that was the hardest move I ever made. I don't know when you did it, but it took me years. It's a process. It's an unraveling. And Jill, for me, when I realized, well, they're going to judge me anyway. (laughs) Right? Like no matter what, like you don't, you cannot do enough to not be judged. You will be judged no matter what. So why don't I stop trying so hard? And trying to be something I'm not, because I remember like when I started my business, I was a little torn around the type of clients I wanted to attract because I had this notion that if I was going to be coaching somebody and they were a business owner, then they were going to be expecting me to dress like nicely business casual. Like there's a, like there's a range in business casual to like, you know, you, you picked up the clothes off the floor, they're acceptable, but you know, they're... To, you know, you're on the verge of professional business attire. And I was like, I don't know that I want to try so hard. And then I like, like, it's like the pendulum swung a little bit back and forth where I was like, I want to dress down. And then I was just like, you got to find what's comfortable for you. It's not about, you know, you have to do wild if you're not wild or, you know, a lot of bold colors if, if that's not you. But I, I did get to a place where I realized I'm like, well, I want variety. I mean, I, I like looking nice. I like looking presentable, but I also like variety, like that sort of thing. So it's about finding what, like you said, what's authentic to you because, Hey, you know, if like, I, uh, uh, what am I thinking? Like if a cardigan, (laughs) you know, sweater set is your thing and you rock the cardigan sweater set, throw in some pearls. Yeah. Do it. Like I get it. Do your thing. To that end, for everybody listening who has never met me or heard me or seen me before, you should know that I am very well known for wearing patterned leggings everywhere I go, uh, for wearing ridiculous colors, big hair, and lots of props, lots of boas, lots of sunglasses. Just Just to paint the picture, I want you also to know that while it took me years to get there, I still continue to have many questionable days where I leave the house and go, well, is this 
going to be a fit for folks. And I'm extremely comfortable with what I wear now, but I recently went to do a speaking gig at an event uh, where I pulled up to this very corporate looking building and I just sat in the car going, should I get out? Like, I don't know if this is going to be a match. Even though this is my brand, this is very on brand. I'm the speaker. Ah, they're going to judge me. And you know, that crawled right back into my head and I into doing this. Yeah. And I walked into the room and it, I don't know why, but it happened to be a day where they were having some big pattern legging sale. And so every woman in the room was wearing the leggings that I was wearing practically. And I thought this couldn't be more of a fit, but it's just hilarious to me that even at this point going where I go, you, you, you might always carry some level of, is this too much or too, which is a really dumb question to ask, but it's very real. Oh, is that it, is a very real question. Is this too me? Right? Yeah. Am I being too natural? Am I being too myself? Yeah. Like if I let my guard down a little too much and I'm going to be inappropriate. Oh, oh, I've had people tell me, you know, I thought you were bananas at first and then I heard you speak and, you know, I came too, but your outfit was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I get that pretty often. And I will have to sometimes remind myself, well, then you might not be for me. Then you might need to go away. I don't say that to them, but you know, right. I'm thinking. <laughs> right. You know, and just to, to tie this across channels, because of course, like we both latched onto appearance and clothes, and that's a lot of fun to yeah. talk about for us, but it goes across the spectrum in terms of your website and your branding materials and, you know, whether you have like your Facebook page or flyers that you print, also making sure that those things are genuine to who you are. And that's important because And the point that Jill and I are trying to hit home is the more it's real for you, the more it's authentic to you, the less work it is. You don't have to try hard to be yourself. Like if you just stop trying to be something you're not, it gets a lot easier. I think it's a bit easier to do it online. We can hide behind screens. Mm -hmm. So if you are matching up, and I think I'm so focused on talking externally at first, partially because a lot of women get a lot of flack for for whatever they look like. Appearance is important whether you want to agree or not. Right. Uh, but also because it does translate over to, I love what you said about that branding website. It translates over, but it's easier to be yourself in a way, or maybe I'm the only one who finds this, but it's easier to do it online. It's easier to put you're behind a screen. You're, you're hiding. Yeah. It's right. easy to hide and put in go, you know, close your eyes and hold your breath and are they going to like it? Uh, way easier to do that online than in person. Yes. Cause you don't see the reactions that people oh, have. Like oh, you're, right. you're not there watching somebody in the room when they pull up your website and go, <gasps> and to flip Is it around, her? We, all know. we all know when we look at a, like a corporate, very, uh, pretty filtered person online, mm-hmm. we know that it's not authentic. You right. know, you yeah. know what you can read, you can smell it through the screen. Yeah. So I don't know why we all fall prey to that as well. <laughs> well, it's it's like one of those things. It took me years um, coming out of corporate to stop doing the corporate speak. You know, we all know what that is. There's there's words and terms that you use <clears throat> that keep everything vague and vanilla. Yeah, right. So that nobody can tie you down to any particular commitment. Oh yeah. Right? You know, there are words that like, if you ask 10 different people, well, what, what does this word mean to you? Ten, that you'll get 10 different answers, you know? And so like stopping that because it just became so automatic. I was so used to communicating in corporate speak. It took, it took like paying attention. 
and I'm noticing a lot of self-awareness that you have to have to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Because I can already feel if somebody's listening right now who is a perfectionist or knows that she tries a little too hard, mm-hmm. it's really hard to hear, hey, you and I are giving her permission right now to stop trying so hard. Just be yourself. Right. It's 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 really hard to swallow, I think. And I think a lot of people listening might be going, nah, that's not for me. You know, I'm more professional than you guys. Right. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, it also, it looks different for every person, right? I don't want this to just be platitudes, like be yourself, be yourself. For each one of you, you probably know, like when something doesn't feel like a good fit or you feel like you're putting on a show those are the moments you want to take a look at. Like if this was a room full of my family and friends, how would I show up? Right. Cause that's probably more you. And it's not to say you become unprofessional or anything like that, but how can you bring more of yourself Mm. to your business into your job? Because, you know, like earlier when I said, um, I had a coach mentor who said people are in business are craving you know, the, to be able to talk about energy and spirituality and that sort of thing. People are craving mm. genuine connections because there are so many like filters and, you know, even with text messaging and email, yeah. you can edit it and edit it and edit it before you hit send. But, and it's correct, but it's not genuine, right? It's not real. And how much do we love the person who, who says it? Yeah. Right? Who just it's speaks the truth. I think if people often, I used to wonder, well, how am I going to make this transition? How am I going to do it? I just always turn to people and just ask them, what do you think of me? What do you think of my business? And as they describe their thoughts via email, in person, I used to jot down the adjectives they would use. Often it would be the word crazy, but I would write (laughs) down all of the words to sort of get a better sense of how I'm viewed, how my how I align myself with those words mm-hmm. to adopt them and go, Oh, if this is how people see me, great. That's who mm-hmm. I am. And mm-hmm. if it feels right for you, right? right. Cause <laughs> you and I, one of the first things we talked about was crazy yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what that means and what that looks yeah. like. And we right. all have our own brand. And like, when I hear the term crazy, that does not put me off at all. I'm like, well, what brand of crazy are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. And if somebody, you know, if I like to compare it to brands, you know, if you're more of the Apple brand, and you're sort of all white and a little snobbier and a little more, you know, glamour snob, whatever kind of snob you are. Uh, and you, you sort of more put together than others. That's okay. That's totally fine. As long as that's you and who you really are at home, at work, in the world. Right. Because it'll feel, people will feel it. They'll feel. Totally. Or you could genuine. Be you could be Amazon. You know, what's your brand? And mm-hmm. obviously don't copy them. I'm just suggesting them for... For figuring out if you don't where you live, who you are. Yeah. Yes. And if you are listening and you're struggling with this, like, like, how do I even figure that out? Reach out to Jill and I. We'll have a conversation yeah, with you. This is, this is fun stuff for us. But before we run out of any time, there's a couple more things we want to talk okay. about. We could riff on this like for, really good. for hours. Yep. yep. But I want to hear about the best business book in the world. Like, what I is this all about? Book. <laughs> off half the title, and that's the point. The full title of the book is the best business book in the world, according to my mom. Love it. Uh, which was a pretty big mouthful and a bold, bold title. But uh, the book itself is a compilation of my daily emails that I send out to my founding moms members. So I, about a year and a half to two years ago, I switched over from sending out a newsletter once every two weeks 
to sending one out every single day. And it's usually a tip or advice or some very tiny story. And they were very well received at the start because they're really short. They're just, you know, a quick few lines in the morning. If you, if you read Seth Godin's emails, yep. kind of that format, very, very short, an opportunity in the, in the newsletter somewhere. And they were so well received. Somebody once said to me, you know, Hey, can I read all of these in one place? And I said, no. And I realized, Oh, I could publish something with all of this. So I collected the best of, um, and they're all of my daily emails. So they're really short. Each chapter is a page long. We threw in some activities. My kids doodled all over the pages of the book. Um, and I talk a lot about how to build a business. I focus a lot on marketing, branding, and sales, and obviously how to do it with your kids. Cause I work with moms. Yes. You know, and I, I have a couple of books that are that format and they're so digestible because you can choose to do one a day or you could do 10, right? Because it's that easy to do. It's really the best bathroom read should have been the title. <laughs> the best bathroom read in the that's world. The next, that's the best. That's the next one. Well, give us a, a couple of examples, if you don't mind, of some of the tips that are in the book. Uh, some very practical tips, like at the, the basics, if you're a parent, I often recommend, uh, to set the table for dinner in the morning as you're heading out for your day or you're heading over to your laptop, just get, get that done and be done with it forever. Little parental tips like that, just practical stuff. Um, all the way to marketing stories. My members love when I talk about my failures in business. So I have a lot of those, uh, like the time I, almost booked the Black Crows, the band, uh, for a music client of mine. And then uh, the client recommended I cancel the contract and I lost a lot of money doing it. But I walk you through how I, how I failed that and lost a ton of money early in my entrepreneurial career. And I'm still here. Um, so there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of little sales tips. My favorite one of all is that I'm constantly yelling at everyone to raise their prices. <laughs> Women just don't value themselves enough. And mm-hmm. I could talk very seriously about that, or we could laugh about how we all do it. And I'm just going to say to you, well, you know what? Double your rates tomorrow and then see how that feels. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll triple them next week. Uh, so lots of big actionable stuff and lots of little practical advice. I love it. And another thing you and I um, connected on, even like just before we were hitting record, is because we totally connected on how myself, the women listening right now are type A, right? We're ambitious. We're go-getters. We've got, we've got goals. There are things we want to accomplish. We are, or we're recovering from perfectionism. I, I love the term recovering perfectionist. We like right. to be in control. And here's the other thing. It's really hard to delegate because this is the thing about type A perfectionists. We're perfectionists because we've got, you know, it's the high standards of sure. perfectionism sure. that has us want to do everything ourselves or go it alone. Because sure. we feel like unless sure. we meet another perfectionist just like us, and that is rare, right? It's hard no, for people to pass our tests. Perfectionist, you know, you'll never find that. It's yeah. true because we're not even meeting our own. St- I don't even meet my own standard, right? And then, like, I, I have these conversations constantly with my yeah. with my client, especially new clients, because this is something we have to unravel. So I'm I'm kind of painting a picture here. We also because of this, do not delegate because nobody can do it as good as we do. And we also have this mentality of if I ask for help, 
then people are going to think I'm incompetent or incapable or I'm not the right person. I will lose credibility if I ask for help. And you and I know and have learned that is absolutely not true. It's in fact, the opposite is true. Since we are talking about getting help and support, this is a great time to take a break to talk about a tool that can definitely help you achieve your goals while maintaining your sanity. Text Expander. You can unlock your productivity with Text Expander by keeping your authentic message consistent, accurate, and up to date by sharing snippets with your coworkers. And Text Expander for Teams makes it easy to organize snippets for your support, customer service, and other departments. Give your teams only the snippets they need. You can turn your snippets into forms with fill in and pop up fields optional text blocks, autofill dates and times, and graphics. Text Expander is available for macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Go to textexpander.com forward slash podcast and select Women Taking the Lead from the dropdown list for 20% off your first year. So for 20% off that first year of Text Expander, you want to visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast and select women taking the lead from the dropdown list. Now back to Jill Salzman. You were very adamant about community. And so I'd love for you to talk about the importance of community. Yes. So I began the Founding Moms nine years ago, not expecting to build a community. I was the person you just described. And I was desperate while pregnant with my second baby to find other women who were also super controlling, equally perfectionist. How am I going to run? At the time, I was running two different businesses. How am I going to do that with two kids in a tiny home office? So I started a meetup, again, not intending to build a community from it. And the many months that we all decided to meet up because people actually showed up to the first meeting, other women with babies and businesses. It was amazing to me. Uh, And I laugh now because it's so not amazing anymore. But at the time, there was no mom entrepreneur anything. They all showed up and we all decided, you know what? You're crazy too. Let's figure out how we can build businesses together. And as I met with these women, I started to realize wait a second, they don't have all their stuff together. Wait a second, they're succeeding and they're not perfectionists. And I learned a lot from literally just being in a room with other women who did it slightly differently. Mm -hmm. Not all differently, slightly differently. And I started going, you know what? I am going to relieve control. She's having real success with a virtual assistant. If she can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, there is nothing I do online that convinces me of these things like it does if I'm face-to-face with people. So when you were saying earlier, actually, that a lot of women think if they delegate, for example, other people are going to judge them, think that they're incompetent, think that they're a failure. And now I'm far enough in to know that I can tell you that's not about what the other people think. That's you telling yourself that that's what you're going to think. You're going to feel like a failure. You're going to feel like you're incompetent. It's, there's, there's really no one looking at you. There's no one judging you. It's you judging you. And perfectionists are the best at that. So I, I mean, other than going out and talking to people, finding a community, going to a local coffee shop and starting a conversation with strangers, uh, you just have to force yourself to do it because there's no other way around it. Mm -hmm. And what we talked about before, no, there is no way around it. And actually what we talked about earlier too, is like you speed up the learning curve too, because when you start 
mixing and mingling with other people who've done different things, they've probably already been through what you're about to go through. And so they can give you recommendations. I can't even tell you how many times like I've been in a Facebook community, whether it's my own or I'm a part of somebody else's. And somebody says like, oh, I'm having trouble with this software. And somebody says, oh, you got to just go to file, go down, hit this, and you're fine. You want to get on a Zoom call, right? And it's like all of a sudden people are connecting. And I I was sharing with you earlier too that there was a community I was looking into and I was like, oh my God, this community is full of people who are where I want to be. And I'm just as, you know, even though, and they're more wildly successful than I am. Like they, like some, somebody was sharing like numbers and I was like, jaw drop. And I was like listening to her and I was like, wait a minute. Like she's not smarter than I am. She's not more capable than I am, but she knows something I don't know. Right. But if I was a part of her community, we could talk and she'd share it with me. Right. And this is, this is really the benefit of like, Stopping trying to do it on your own, trying to figure it out yourself. You're not, you're slowing yourself down. Right. Bill Nye, the science guy quote that everyone else knows something that you do not. Right. Right. I can say it right, but there's a quote out there about. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you like stop trying to do it on your own and ask for help, you can, rather than feeling like a failure, I guarantee you, you're going to get the answers you seek. And you're and gonna feel like a six. Like the branding conversation we were having earlier, it's mm-hmm. really hard to figure out how that's gonna feel, why it's not gonna be scary. So it's one of those things you just have to do it. You just yeah. have to go out there, post something on Facebook, admitting something very vulnerable about yourself. Yeah. And you see that we're all gonna love you and wrap wrap you up in our arms and not go, oh my God, she's terrible at what she does. that never happens. I never think when somebody asks a question, I never think to myself, she's asking what? Like she didn't know that already. I never think that. The only place where that ever happens are those forums where we all know that moms post a little too much about (laughs) what's going on with their children and the potty training, but that's really it. That's all. (laughs) Nobody else is telling you. Wow. I feel just like an outsider on that conversation, man. No, I've, I've heard enough from sisters and friends. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, and I've done a lot of babysitting myself. Right. No, it's, we don't need potty training on Facebook. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I, you know, I thank you so much for just allowing us to have that conversation because it is so important. And, you know, the final thing I'll, I'll say and share is because with my clients, you know, asking for help can just feel so devastating. And what I say is we'll start with not refusing help when it's offered. So let me paint a picture for you. Um, you listening, you're carrying a bunch of bags out to the car And somebody, you know, right, this isn't a creeper. This is like somebody, you know, says, hey, can I help you with that? Your inclination is going to say, say, no, I got it. Mm -hmm. And what I want you to do is instead say, oh, thank you so much and hand them some of your bags. Yes, please. Yes, please. And if you even want to share with them that it was a homework assignment for you to say (laughs) yes to help, like... You can this is them. this is the thing. We're so oblivious to how often people offer to help us mm-hmm. because we just think, nah, I got it. 
you know, that we right. brush them off and we don't realize people are asking to help us all the time. It's up because some of us even might be asked and be aware of it, but we don't know how to ask for help. We don't know how to answer that. Right. Hey, how or to I just, say? just say, what am I supposed to say, I don't know. You could even make a little list of the top five things you need in the next week or two. Yeah. And even it's a small, if it's a small request, that's when you absolutely should say yes anyway. And here's the thing, because a lot of times we're like, we're taking care of, we, we're the person who takes care of everybody else. So it's really hard for us to switch gears and do and allow ourselves to be helped. So this is the thing I want, I want everyone to kind of have a mindset shift around. How good does it feel for you when you're able to help somebody? So when you allow someone to help you, you're giving them that feeling. They feel that good. You are giving them a gift by allowing them to help you, right? It's not that you couldn't have done it on your own. You probably could have, Mm -hmm. but you've just given this person an opportunity to feel really great about offering to help and having it be received. So that's everyone's homework assignment. Do not refuse as long as long as it's not a creeper. That's my that's my uh, yeah. caveat. If it's a creeper, say no. But if it's somebody you know, somebody you trust, they offer to give you some help. The answer you are to give them is yes, and then let love them help. And then let them help. Right? Right. Love it, Jill. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? I feel inclined to ask you, do you need any help with anything? (laughs) You know, Jill, I really, I need tons and tons and tons of help. I will put together my list and I will send it over. (laughs) And if there's anything on that list that you feel comfortable helping me with, that would be great. I would love it. Like truly, if anybody listening to this wants help in any way, please reach out. That can also be part of the homework. You can find me at foundingmoms.com. I'm at founding mom everywhere on the socials, even have at founding moms, plural. Mm. Uh, and I love to hear from people, strangers. I, I, I love hearing from strangers. <laughs> I can get to meet. Jill so. doesn't care about creepers. So if you're a creeper, feel free. Like, feel free to reach out. I'll just delete you. But seriously, feel free to reach out because we have to help each other in this. The only way we're all going to succeed. Perfect. Thank you for letting everyone know where they can find you. And Jill, thank you so, so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom and your perspective with all of us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.